Previously on the Harry Strange Radio Drama. Hello, Leather. Lilith, you're... you're free. I am indeed. Have you seen The Godfather? Mafia movie or something, right? One of the finest ever made. How about the phrase, keep your friends close and your enemies closer? I'm not following any of this, Lilith. I'm sorry. Hmm. Lace was the smart one. Pity. I'm reassigning you. You're going to be my personal assistant. I don't know what to say, Lilith. Probably less is better. Let's call it a night, shall we? Happening now on the Harry Strange Radio Drama. Harry! Pull me up! Pull me up! Yes, Elizabeth. That's the plan. Just making sure you do see the fire down there, right? Been feeling the sparks since you slipped over the edge. The ground shifted. I did not slip. It's okay. You're not as sure-footed as you thought. Happens to the best of us. A little less jabbering and a little more muscle, if you please. That fire is getting higher. I'm trying, but I don't have a lot of leverage. You put on weight. Have I put on? Oh, you will pay dearly for that little comment. If only you were a bit more manly, perhaps this ordeal would be rectified. And perhaps if you had worn sensible shoes like I suggested... Are you here to save me, Mr. Strange? Oh, no. Annie? Annie Hyde? Yes. Alf said no one would come for me, but I know he was wrong. Annie, get against the wall. No! Over there! Harry, what's going on? Who are you talking to? Little Annie Hyde. Really? Oh my. Tell her not to go near the edge. Tell her to get against the wall. Right. Good plan. What is that lady down there? She slipped. I did not slip. That looks scary. I can feel fire on my face. That's why you need to step back. We are so high up. Uh, Oh, I don't feel so good. I feel dizzy. Annie, no! Get away! Ugh. I think I'm gonna pass out. Annie, careful. Oh, my God! Harry, she is tumbling off the ledge. Do something! Grab her! As little Annie Hyde, age eight, fell from the ledge, I released one hand from Elizabeth and caught Annie by her wrist. Now I was holding on to Elizabeth with one hand and Annie with the other. I knew as soon as I felt Annie's dead weight jerk my arm that there wasn't a way to save them both. I'd have to make a choice. Magic and magical people. The unnatural order is all around us. There are white witches, black witches, demons, vamps, werewolves, shapeshifters, ghosts. It's a protoplasmic party of creature features out there. But unless you know where to look, you won't find them. I know where to look. My name is Harry Strange. Thirty-six hours earlier, I was in my office in Night Falls. Mr. Strange, you have to take this case. You are our last hope. I can appreciate your position, Mr. Hyde. Mrs. Hyde. But I've only been back in nightfalls a week, and I'm not really ready to take any cases yet. Have you tried the police? They sent us to you. Uh, what's his name, honey? Lieutenant Johnson. Yes, Lieutenant Johnson. He said you lived for cases like this. The police are looking, investigating Mr. Strange, but as the lieutenant said, they have to follow a protocol. There are boundaries they cannot cross. So you're implying that I will cross those boundaries? (laughs) Something funny, Elizabeth? Not at all. I'd say Mrs. Hyde made a spot-on observation about your character. Full speed ahead, damn the torpedoes. I don't think I follow. Don't mind her. She's English. She tends to 
prattle. I'm sorry the Night Falls Police Department sent you all the way over here, but this is simply not the type of case I handle. Show him. Mr. Strange, this was left in Annie's bed. Ugh! It's the ugliest doll I've ever seen. Does that belong to your daughter? No! This is what was left in Annie's bed. It's like whoever took her offered this as a trade. That's curious. This horrid little rag doll for a child? Wait, Harry, don't touch it. Something isn't right with it. Well, it is god-awful ugly, but... No! There is something else. Did you show this to the police? There's a name sewn into its shirt. Yes. A-L-P-S. Hmm. Alps? It was when we showed Lieutenant Johnson the doll that he suggested we visit you. Interesting. What is this? Oh my gosh! Harry, are you hurt? Of course I'm hurt! The ugly rag bit my nose! You're bleeding! Elizabeth, close the doors and the windows. I'm going to use that doll as a toilet brush. He's over here! He just went behind that bookcase. I've got him! Ouch! For the love of God, people, it's just a doll. He's coming at you, Miss Shaw. I've got the little bugger right in my sights. I've got you. Ow! The horrid little monster bit my hand. Welcome to the club, toots. Open the door to the library. He's going in. You two stay right here. Elizabeth, you come with me. Close the door. Did you see which way he went? Yes. Towards the weapons cabinet. Of course he did. It'd be too much to expect that he'd run towards the meditation room. You have a meditation room? Seriously. You go left. I'll go right. No rush. There's only one window and one door, and we can see both. There he is. What is he doing? Aye, 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 aye! He's trying to pull a sword out of the cabinet. Is his success a possibility? Nah. Well, only if he grabs the Sword of Diamonds. That one adjusts to the user's weight and height. Would that be the one with the black hilt with inlaid diamonds? Yep. I'd say his chances of success just increased exponentially. Of course it did. Enough! What did you do? Dagger of Yago. Should keep the little bastard pinned to the wall for a few minutes. Wait, where are you going? Just give me a second. Be right back. You're going to leave me with the... Mr. and Mrs. Hyde, I'll take your case. Thank you, Mr. Strange. How much? I'll be in contact. Well, we really appreciate you I know. Well, I've got a bit of a situation in the other room. Of course. We understand. We'll just get our things and leave then. Lilith, my domina, must these chains be so tight? Yes, Leather. It's for your safety. The chain of Noctar will prevent any unnecessary movement. If you say so, my Domina. Then I do. I want you to concentrate, little one. Hear my thoughts. You're going to a place seen only by a chosen few. I'm going to the eternal rest, aren't I? You're going where the deeds of everyone, humans and enchanteds, are recorded and stored, where every possibility from every action is immediately calculated, and the results are reported. And if necessary... The Library of Shiva? The Akashic Records? I've heard tales of eternal fires and tortures beyond that of the Morning Star's darkest imagination. Oh, Drew. Why, Lilith? 
Because I believe the unthinkable has happened. I need to know if I'm right. I mean, wh why me? <laughs> Did you think you would avoid restitution for plotting against me with Fiona? I don't know. I, I wasn't... Lilith, please forgive me. Forgiveness comes from other quarters. You have a penance due to me, and today you settle your debt. I'll do whatever you want, Lilith, but please, not this. The option is not yours, little one. What about his covenant, the promise of free will? <laughs> That's for humans, my love. Once you're here, I am the goddess of your world, and disobedience is met with harsh justice. Please, anything, my Domina. I throw myself on your mercy. Why does everyone think I have mercy? I don't. If you do exactly as you're told, you have the slightest chance. And I make you this promise. If you survive, I'll consider this your penance. Thank you, Lilith. Don't thank me. Obey me. Yes, my Domina. Now... Close your eyes and empty your mind. Feel my hand on your forehead. Open your inner eye and see the stars. The universe opens in front of you. Through the darkness of space you travel. Stars fly by you faster and faster. You travel beyond the ends of the universe into the darkness and through the abyss of space farther and farther. The darkness becomes light. The light becomes colors. You feel as if you are falling. The colors become more intense. The coldness of space becomes warm. You're falling. Faster, the heat increases. You're aware of every sensation on your flesh. You're in the light. You've become a prism of colors. Closer now, you can see the library. As you near, your body begins to vibrate. Feel the sensation as all knowledge enters you. You feel like a spring, tense and tight, getting ready to uncoil. The tension is getting tighter and tighter. You enter the Akashic Records room. Oh my! That was incredible! What do you see? I'm chained in an ornate chair that dwarfs the Nephilim and the giants of old. The seat of Shiva. Work quickly, Leather. Time is not on your side. What? Oh my! Beautiful specks of light approach me, my Domina. Elizabeth, what happened? Your hands are bleeding. Where's the doll? I'm okay. The doll pulled out your dagger and cut me. The little bastard jumped out the window. Crap. You gonna be okay? Yes. Go get him. We can't have some evil doll running loose in nightfalls. I opened the window and climbed down the fire escape. I looked left and right. How much of a head start could a doll that was barely two feet high possibly have? Something darted around the ankles of a woman wearing a pair of black suede boots. I ran in that direction. Excuse me. Pardon me. I'm trying to get through here. Hey, move over. Out of my way. 
Oh, whoa, watch it. I turned the corner and ran into a couple of girls wearing flowered dresses and holding placards that said, The Guidestones Guide My Life. Under that, handwritten in Sharpie, please contribute. Take a pamphlet, mister? No. Yeah, sure. Have you been standing here long? A couple of hours. Did you see anything out of the ordinary? How can you not have Wi-Fi? The Mac on my desk is hardwired into DSL. What do I need Wi-Fi for? Forget it. I'll just create my own hotspot. And before you try to twist hotspot into something tawdry, I simply mean making my phone a Wi-Fi port for my tablet. You know what I don't understand? Basic networking technology? Actually, I meant something useful. I don't understand how the doll got the dagger of Yago out of his back. According to the magic, only I can remove the dagger. Maybe he had very strong magic working for him. Did you find anything in your dusty tomes? Not yet. You could help, you know. There are over a thousand books in here to go through. Sorry, print is dead. Or hadn't you heard? You're not going to find the knowledge I have in this room in any Google search. Most of these books are older than the printing press. They're priceless to collectors and deadly in the wrong hands. And soon they will all be moth food. What's this? Something some hippie chick gave me. The Georgia Guidestones. What are they? I don't know. The new Haight-Ashbury for hippies? I guess. I don't know what that means. Really? Haight-Ashbury? Hippies. San Francisco. Home of the counter-revolution. Turn on, tune in, drop... Never mind. I think the Guidestones are the new mecca for the granola-eating, tea-sippers, new-age, metaphysical, mystic wannabe types. And they have nothing to do with what we're looking for. And these books do? Yes. They contain the knowledge of every warrior who has ever done battle with the unnatural order. There are drawings, suggested ways to capture, spells, incantations, exorcisms... And you have to go through every one of them. Not so much anymore. A lot of the knowledge in those books is now up here, in my ruggedly handsome noodle. What are you doing? Welcome to the 21st century, Mr. Strange. My tablet is reading, classifying, indexing, and cataloging every book in this room. It is creating a hierarchical-based, multi-relational database that I can access through a simple, user-friendly interface. How is that even possible? With our proprietary software. Oh, well, that clears it up, doesn't it? How long will this take? It's just about done. Now, watch. I type in a few things that we know. Then I narrow the search to unnaturals or enchanteds, likely to be in this area, and... What the hell is that? A three-dimensional interactive hologram of the most likely unnaturals. Fascinating. Though I gotta say, I feel a little violated. I mean, it took me years to acquire some of these books, and you come in here with your little tricorder and steal them all. What do you mean, tricorder? Wow. We really need to work on your dirty talk, American history, and knowledge of classic sci-fi television. Oh, you mean like Doctor Who? You know we Brits invented the genre, right? Doctor Who? Ha <laughs> ha. Envy is never funny. Look here, do you know what this is? It looks like a verger. Nasty little buggers. Like dwarves. According to this window, vergers are miners. They used to steal human children to dig in the depths of the earth. And according to this book, vergers leave their own twisted children, normally embedded in the spirit of a doll. They place it in the crib of the stolen child, sort of like a swap. Right. And this sub-window indicates the most likely places within a hundred miles where the verger may live. 
This is the old Overbrook Mental Hospital. It's certainly dreary enough. This was built back in the day when these places were little more than prisons. There was an entire ward for the criminally insane. Charming. The model said this was the Verge's most likely location. Prior to the Overbrook, this was near the site of the Mason Mines. The tunnels in the asylum cross over some of the mines. Right. And according to rumors, there are still parts of the mine burning down there. And this place would be a magnet for Verge's. They mine for the crystals found deep in the earth. Well, let's do this. Do you see the yellow police tape? Remember the boundaries discussion? Do you suggest we just stand out here and yell for Annie? No, I suppose not. Look over there, by that window. See the water bottle? Someone's already inside. I see. You didn't bring sneakers? Fashion boots are not going to be ideal for climbing. Don't let my footwear concern you, Harry. I'll be just fine. We weren't in Overbrook very long when we saw something scurry by us. We gave Chase up a couple of flights of stairs. Kept losing sight of it. Then one of us would catch a glimpse, and the chase would begin again. Over there! Come on! Elizabeth, wait! Damn it! Elizabeth ran up another flight of stairs and across a catwalk. I felt the rumbling of the building in my stomach before I heard it. Elizabeth, watch out! Oh no! I was holding on to Elizabeth with one hand and Annie with the other. We were 75 feet above a burning fissure and my grips were slipping. Save the girl! I see a ledge I may be able to land on. Please, pull me up, Mr. Strange. I don't want to be burnt alive. Harry, your grip is slipping. Save Annie. Save me, Mr. Strange. Please, I want to see my mommy and daddy. Let me go. Grab Annie. Please. I want to see my kitty and my dolls. You have to save me. My mommy and daddy sent you to save me. Harry. My mommy and daddy sent you to save me. Harry. My mommy and daddy sent you to save me. What have you done? I gripped Elizabeth with both hands and pulled her slowly to the catwalk. You saved me. You bastard. You're a monster. You were supposed to save the girl. My choice. How can you live with yourself? How can I live knowing you sacrificed a child for me? I didn't. She wasn't a child. What? Of course she- No! There's no way any Hyde would know that I was here for her. And she certainly wouldn't know my name. I... I... You need to trust that I know what I'm doing. I've been at this game longer than you've been alive. Harry, I'm sorry. I appreciate you saving my life. Save it. When this is over, we're through. You're going back to London or Cardiff or wherever the hell you're from. But I saved you! Raish Institute? Send me the bill, toots. We're finished when I get the little girl. Harry Strange, Episode 302, Crossing Lines, was written by Tony Serechia and directed by Jason Tyler. All material is copyright by Tony Serechia and used with his permission. Featured in tonight's cast were Emma Green, Kellen Stennett, Anna Kate Donnellan, Michael Donnellan, Christine Cole, Trisha Groves, Emily Jane, Parissa Johnston, and Haley Fuchsia. To keep up with the latest news and information on everyone's favorite private investigator, visit our Facebook page at facebook.com slash harrystrangeradio. Send your questions, comments, and suggestions to producer at harrystrange.com. For comments that may be included on future shows, call the listener hotline at 
800-678-8669. That's 678-379-TONY. Harry's opening theme music was written and performed by Ryan Lassard and is copyright by Ryan Lassard and used with his permission. Contact Ryan at rlassardmusic at gmail.com. Incidental music was written and performed by Kevin McLeod and is copyright by Kevin McLeod and used with his permission. Visit Incompetech.com for more of Kevin's music. Sound effects provided by license with SoundSnap.com. For the Harry Strange radio drama, I am Joanne Pruden. Good night. <laughs>